What's going on, everybody? My name is Dallas, and this is the place where we're going to talk about food in and around Victoria, BC. So today, I have the pleasure of welcoming Jason from The Hive. How you doing? Oh, good, Dallas. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm doing very well. And Jason was nice enough to bring some babes. Uh, what do they call this again? Elixir, right? Yeah, they call it like the June Elixir. It's yeah, like the... kombucha. But they make it with honey instead of like sugar, so... I find it a little sweeter. Honey and green tea. Yeah. The, I didn't... So they, they can't do the refills, I guess. Like, they, they're not doing that at all, right? No, you can bring... A, you can get a growler there, I think. This is as far as I know. Yeah. And, like, they'll do, fill up growlers for you, but they're not doing refills right now. I don't think so, anyway. Like, we're, how are they... Do you know how they're doing the bottling? Like, are they doing it... They must be doing it in-house, obviously. Yeah, everything's done in there. Because I know that when I was at um, Il Sauvage... They had some guy like a mobile bottler that would like drive around and go to places and like bottle with some contraption he had mm. like on the back of his vehicle or, or something. I don't know. He had right. some equipment. I know when I tried to get these cans a little while ago, they sold out really fast. And the girl said that they're in the back bottling them now. Oh, really? As they speak. So, yeah. Okay. I think they do it there. Because babes, like the thing about them is they have that, that whole tap set up right. where, they, where they always yeah. have like crazy flavors. Like yeah. one, one time I was in there. And I mentioned about breakfast cereal. And then like within two days, Malcolm had made, they went that night and got Fruit Loops. They made a breakfast one? Yeah. You didn't try that? No. Yeah. So they, they actually um, went and bought Fruit Loops, made cereal with it or whatever, mm -hmm. took the milk yeah. or something. I don't know the exact process, but they used that and they actually made Fruit Loop yeah. uh, kombucha, basically. Crazy. They, 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 cereal milk is a thing now. I know. Like. David Chang has So here's one. a question. Cereal milk burger. How do you do that? <laughs> Maybe what? a milk milkshake? I don't know. Burger. Hmm. Dude, what, go, what goes into a good burger? What makes a good burger to you? Salt. <laughs> Lots of salt? Yeah, you gotta make sure you season it properly. Yeah. Um, don't just put toppings on it. Yeah, that's a big I really thing, like right? to. Yeah, I really like to infuse the patties with something. Because a lot of places I feel like they might not have the best quality, yeah. so they, they fall back and rely on like some type of like a whole bunch of crap just all over the meat. Yeah, it could be even really good quality, and I still have found that before. So what that do you think it, that is? That it just tastes like beef, which is fine, and that's what a lot of people like. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, I like a little bit more. I like excitement, I guess. But do you think that that's like, is that a lack of confidence on their part, potentially? Or, or like not, you hmm. know what I mean? I don't know. I think I kind of make... Burgers, like I make meatballs, and I've okay. sort of made them into burger form now. Yeah. Like the turkey burger sort of originated from turkey or chicken meatballs that I would make. Oh, like really? Yeah, I used to cover them in like this pesto sauce and have an orzo and stuff with it. Yeah. It's all from different restaurants. Like all, all the recipes for your burgers? Yeah. The bison burger essentially is how I make meatloaf. Okay. That's sort of kind of where it came together. And how many, how many burgers are on the menu right now? Is it five? Five with a veggie, yeah. Yeah, okay. And the kids, I guess. And are you are you you're still doing feature ones? On Not right now. I haven't really had a lot of time. It's been okay. so busy since we've been back open. But of course, and yeah. then I and then Joe had you on yeah. on Check TV very recently. Yes, he did. See, and that and that that's another thing. The Hive doesn't just have burgers; they also have chicken fingers. Yeah, the chicken fingers are kind of what started it all, really. Yeah. So, like, like if we if we sort of step back. What's the evolution like? What's your evolution with cooking? Like, where did you start? Uh, I moved to Edmonton when I was 18 and needed a job. 
<laughs> I started at Red Robins of all things. Red Robins and Moxies. Okay. Which had a couple chains. Uh, moved back to Kamloops where I grew up. And worked a few more places there. Kind of got out of cooking for a while. Didn't think I was going to cook when I moved to Victoria, but same thing. You need you need work, and that's your experience. So. Yeah. And it kind of evolved from there. Okay. Um, I worked at Floyd's with my brother-in-law for a while, and then we were, I don't know, we were tired of line work in a way. We were just burnt out after 10 years or so doing it, and then we decided to both go to cooking school. Both of us thought we knew what we were doing. Both of us thought we were really good cooks until we realized we didn't really know what we were doing. <laughs> and cooking school kind of opened that up for us. Okay. Showed us how to really cook, like the proper procedure. Don't so poke your steaks and squish your burgers and stuff like that. So all the stuff like, I don't know, like, I don't know what I don't know. Yeah. And you kind of started to get clued into it. Yeah. Technique is what I learned. Mm. I learned technique, which I think is really essential. And then, and then I started working for a catering company, uh, Cook's Day Off. And they gave me a lot of freedom because they're really great stuff. So we, were you sort of the head of the kitchen there? No, no. I just started off as a, like a regular guy. I made lots of hundreds of sandwiches and stuff a day. And Okay. But, you know, we we got to make all the casseroles and things like that, too. So you just kind of got to play. But the, the owner let us play around every once in a while. Eventually, she started stepping back, and then that's where I took over. Okay. She kind of made me do her job, and I was able to make whatever I wanted. Because there's still, like, I, like know, a chef dream. I know people that still ask for certain things that were at Cook's Day Off, though. Yeah. Like, there's certain items that that, that place was known for. Yeah. And how much of that did you bring to the, to the table? Um, definitely some recipes. No, definitely some recipes. A lot of the baking was very popular with, uh, like the elderly neighborhood, the hospital crowd, um, across the street. I, I brought different things. I brought, uh, they, they did a lot of old school food, lots of casseroles and pot pies and stuff like that. I sort of, I don't know, revamped it a little bit to make it more modern. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was, that's sort of how it happened and then like because that place shut down i want to say 18 months ago or something yeah it's right? been a couple of years or so now yeah and so did you leave did you leave before it closed yeah i left about two years before okay and then that's when you went to the cottage uh yeah pretty much yeah i went to the cottage right after that and so for people that aren't aware the cottage is actually owned by the same uh sisters that own the hive yeah that's two sisters yeah katie and yeah, and it's it's right like if you if you were at looking at the hive, which used to be Fairfield Fish and Chips. That's right, twelve seventy five Fairfield Road. Um, a couple buildings over, there's a, there used to be a little market in between them, but then if you go down the little stairs, there's that little bakery down there, which is the cottage. Yeah, a lot of people don't know it exists. No, so like for me, the 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 best thing is to go get like a burger and some fries or burger and onion rings. Yeah, and then you need your sweets, and then go to the cottage <laughs> and get your dessert. Yeah, you definitely do have to have it afterwards, but. So one thing that I want to say is that the buns that come out of the cottage, mm -hmm. those hollow buns, yeah, they're hollows. Like that, that is like the ultimate secret weapon for a burger. Yeah, I think it's the perfect vessel for what I make. Like, like how how important is the bun in a burger? Fifty uh, percent at least, I'd say. Yeah, like half. Yeah, half. I can't stand if the bun falls apart. Or... Dude, you're so lucky that you have like that vessel yeah. to put what you're doing inside of. And they're homemade is a really important like. There's nothing wrong with not using homemade because, you know, it's money and time that a lot of places just don't have. I understand that. 
but it does make a huge difference for oh, sure. Oh, massive. Huge difference. I mean, uh, how many times, like in a regular shift, like before COVID, when, uh, when you're on a full eight hour one or, or whatever, mm-hmm. um, or are you, are you open eight hours now? Five. It's five hours. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So when you're doing a full shift, how often would you walk over and like get fresh buns? Cause I always see you with the big tray walking or somebody walking back to the hive like, yeah, with she, the buns. She usually makes like a batch a day, which is probably a hundred or so. Okay. Yeah. Cause it just, it, it's those buns for anyone that hasn't had them. If you know brioche, it's kind of like along those lines, right? Yeah. They, but there's egg in it instead. It's, it's a butter dough as no, no, there's no butter in it at all actually because they're dairy free. But, uh, yeah, it's egg that's in it instead. It's okay. like a Jewish bread. Yeah. And so you joined the cottage. Mm-hmm. And then, so what, what were you doing when you first joined the cottage? It was nice because after running a restaurant, like Cooks Day Off for a long time and being in charge of everybody, it was nice to just step back. And I was just making sandwiches and salads, soups. It was, you know, make a few of them every day, put them out, and my job was done. But, uh, I yeah, I, I kind of went there originally because my friend said that they uh had carrot cake <laughs> that's why yeah and like, I like you you went as a customer just... i went as a customer originally yeah okay and then yeah and that one that carrot cake isn't that like malia's grandmother's recipe or yeah, something that's her grandma's recipe or something yeah that's what she's told me. like that place is known for that right yeah the carrot cake croissants those sticky good. buns sticky buns yeah you like the sticky buns yeah those I things like are buns. i like the cinnamon buns and then they have the the donuts one day and then i mean they're not doing that right now right no, they do the stickies on Fridays still. She has been making them on Fridays. They're open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, nine to four right now. Oh, so they've actually opened back up. It's not just the pre-order, the pre-order menu thing they had going on. No. Okay. Awesome. No. Yeah. They've opened back up. They're not doing the pre-order anymore. Okay. And it's just Malia doing it by herself. You kind of go to the door. You can't go inside. There's no patio. Okay. So does she have like, does she still have all the cookies and all the stuff that she was doing? She's brought everything sort of to the door and then there's the one display case has like samples of everything oh i'll have to go down and check it out then yeah that's awesome yeah because I, I mean i i love just like the fact that that your place and then and then down there are to, like you they're two doors apart yeah like it's just it's just an insane combo and yeah. people people don't realize if it had claremont too in there we could really do something <laughs> yeah can you imagine yeah it'd be cool if it was like a little grocery or just more kitchen <laughs> more kitchen i think that's one of the biggest problems with the hive that I've already come into a, is I can't really produce a lot more. Okay. Faster. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you have the time? It's more the space. Like really? there's only two of us that can cook back there. Okay. Really. Me and Roy are literally dancing around each other in the, in the peak of it all. And yeah. You couldn't fit another person there. So basically if you had more space, then that would allow for more people to be hired. Yeah. Or, or would you, would you two be able to do more just having more space? No, I don't think so. I think like you'd need another person if we yeah. had more space. Um, it's just sort of the way it's designed, and like the little, I don't know, it's so small. Yeah, I've seen it, but kind of the walk-up window. My ideal thing in the future is to not have like phone calls or anything. You just everyone just lines up. Okay, like those, like that place in Montreal and stuff. Oh, like Joe Beef? Yeah, where people just come there. Joe Beef was. Ri- have you been there? No. But I've, it's, I've heard of it, like across the country. I, so. I don't know, if, like if it's in my head, but when I went into the like the room, mm-hmm. like it had like a, a presence almost. Yeah. I could feel like an energy in the room. I bet 
it was it was a very I've never like actually you, you got in the door. <laughs> well, there was that, but I've never walked into a room and felt like an energy mm. like this this room like if it could talk it could tell you things. I bet yeah that type of that type of thing. I got to sit at the it's bar. Pretty old as far as I know. Yeah, yeah, and I, I got to sit at the bar and I had it was a fantastic meal. Mm. Like if you if you ever do get the opportunity, I hope you do. Yeah, because it was I've like, always wanted to go to Montreal. Montreal was, I, I really, really enjoyed Montreal. Yeah, I think I would really like it there. Yeah, it reminded me of like a bigger a Victoria. Yeah. Like it was very open, but I didn't go there in the winter, so I don't know what the, I don't know what the snow is like. I don't yeah, want to. I'd love to go in the fall, I think would be nice. Spring or fall. Yeah. Yeah, I was in October. Yeah. So it was, it was perfect. Yeah. Um, so when you were at the, the cottage, mm. you were doing the chicken fingers, right? Yeah, we, we did it for painting once. And for people that don't know what painting is, yeah, the Moss Street painting um, happens once a year, where all these painters—most people in Victoria do know what it is—but all these painters line up up and down Moss Street and paint for everyone. And it's probably like forty thousand people that come and check it out. And that's like the craziest day of the year, right? Yeah, for you guys, because you're right there. It, it it was, yeah. Now that we're back open, it's like almost every day is like a painting. It's quite crazy. Well, I mean, the word has kind of gotten around. The word has gotten around, so it's a little bit different now. But that's how it started, is we did it at the cottage once. Um, two of my coworkers worked for me at Cook's Day Off and knew about them. So they're like, you should make chicken fingers. And I, was, I did. Uh, of course, everyone started liking them. and then I started making them every Thursday after that. <laughs> we started off with one or two kilos, and then it went up to about seven or eight kilos every Thursday. Really? Yeah. Like about 200 chicken fingers. And was that still selling in like groups of three? Yeah. Groups so is, of three. is it like identical to what you're selling now? Yeah. Okay. Except they were pre-made. Like they, I fried them all and people would just take them cold. Oh, even. really? Yeah. Okay. So Most the, people would line up and get them while they're hot still, but they'd sell out throughout the day for sure. And then where do the, um, did you always have the same sauce? Cause you have like a, a yeah. ginger sesame or something. Yeah. Sesar, sesame ginger aioli, I guess I call it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And so where did you get that sauce? Did you come up with that? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Because the combination of the way, the way you do the breading, um, I mean, I'm not a chicken finger aficionado, mm -hmm. but the way you do the breading and the combination with that sauce, it just, that, that's like some next level thing going on right there. The sauce is what everyone loves, yeah. Breading is pretty standard, you know, flour, egg wash, breadcrumbs. Yeah, but not all, not all breading is that good. No. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's like the onion rings. It's like the onion rings. That's true. And same thing, standard. Like, that's not well. What you're doing with the onion rings is not standard, though, because I've had a lot of bad onion rings. I know. I don't know what they're doing, <laughs> dude. Like, seriously, <laughs> just doing it how you're supposed to. Again, for for anybody. So, what's the deal with the onion rings right now? No, there is none. So there isn't any. <laughs> no. <laughs> so people got to wait for those. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't have like my little prep guy anymore because the you know short staffed and okay. stuff. Yeah. Because you were still trying to be careful and whatever, but um. Yeah, no onion rings right now. I just don't have time. Okay. People have asked. I might try to do it one day a week. I'll bring fish back before I bring onion rings back. Because oh, yeah. I've sort of warned people, which sucks for them. But Yeah. But so oh, that's, yeah, I didn't realize there's no fish right now. No, no. I haven't brought the fish back yet either. Um, mostly because we were just trying to keep it low cost and everything at the beginning when we first opened up, you know, yeah. after being closed for six weeks. And so how, how, how is sort of COVID unraveled for you guys? How's it all gone? Um, like from the beginning, you mean? Or? Yeah. Just kind of like opening back up, like how it seems to me that like everyone's sort of 
all the customers were like clamoring for you and then they sort of rushed back right oh yeah it was like full bore like it yeah i was i talked to matt at, i went to standard pizza the other day and he just opened back up last week matt i need same thing for him like no advertising nothing and it, he was sold out from 5 to nine thirty in like 20 minutes really yeah oh wow like he has a huge following too and then people you have that following already so when they hear you come back open like they're gonna come full bore and they sure did like I, I i didn't know if i could even handle it with the two of us to keep it going every day i was like oh my god like is you, this what it's gonna be like all the time and then we you kind of adapt and figure out a new way and we kind of do 15 minute intervals now and people gotta wait longer um they've been really good about it like it's kind of a it's a nice compliment in a way like when they come to the window and it's like there's an hour wait and they're they don't even blink they're just like sure i'll see you in an hour here's my order that's awesome so that's nice it, it knows that it's worth waiting for um are you yeah. finding a lot of people are calling in or are most people coming to the window we've tried to just make them call in um obviously people are showing up still yeah and we're not going to deny you I'll just sort of tell you what the position is. Uh, it's, you know, we're, we're kind of built for it anyway. Like this takeout thing, we probably didn't even need to close, but well, that's who one... knew what was going to happen. We were, it was all no, I new thought... and up in the air for all of us. So. Yeah. Nobody knew what was going to happen. And we didn't know at the start of this, how serious it was. I thought takeout would be closed. Yeah. Well, Two for... weeks. Like after, you know, after they kind of shut down the restaurants, I thought they'd shut down takeout as well. Yeah within a couple more weeks because i thought it would just keep skyrocketing but yeah we're lucky well, here at least we didn't know i mean we're very lucky yeah. uh living on the island here yeah compared to like with like almost seems like the rest of the world yeah we're in like this little bubble like victoria always seems to be in a little bubble i think we're like number two or three in the world for like as far as just how good for it cases is and how how good we had it yeah yeah no it's absolutely amazing and i mean that's that's one of the things where like when i was doing these podcasts and i was planning to start doing this mm -hmm. i was just going to do them over zoom yeah but i mean when we can do them distanced yeah and with how it is i i it seems to be fine right now where yeah. it's okay to do so that that yeah, that, yeah. I, victoria's pretty seems like it's open for business again as, as far as i can see out there anyway not like all the places but a lot of, a lot of people anyway yeah of course um one thing the chicken burgers mm. dude the corn like is anyone else doing cornflake chicken i haven't really seen anyone else ever do that did you you come up with that? Uh, no, my grandma. <laughs> oh, so it's a grandma thing. Yeah, my grandma. Uh, she made cornflake fried chicken when we were kids. Okay, which is fried chicken, you know, bone in and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't think you ever got breast. No. And then that's what I grew up with. There was no sauce. There was, and Cook's Day Off. I I brought it back to Cook's Day Off. That's when I first made it there, and never had a sauce. Didn't quite know what to do with it because I never had a sauce as a kid and we just ate it but it sort of needed something i've tried i tried spicy honeys i tried other things sort of made the ranch one day and that was it and what's what's your favorite burger that you that you prepare uh well i do like the cornflake a lot yeah but i think the sweet and sour pork is it's my favorite i think just for overall taste well, there's so much flavor in that. Yeah, there's a lot going on with the bacon pineapple chutney and then that same sauce as the chicken fingers. Because when you're doing it, like, 
there's not again there's not an overabundance of sauce on it no but the amount of flavor that's in that burger is like through the roof yeah i put lots of stuff in the patty as well just the chutney really does something as well and these so, are all just things i just made up one day and sort of stuck just one day let's just yeah. come up with some stuff yeah working in another place I had to make burgers all the time and how long does it take you to like when you come up with an idea to be able to actually like get it to this to the state where you can start serving it how long does that take when uh, you've tried like or and, and is there stuff you've tried that just didn't work that you're like oh we can't do this uh no no i always try to make it like i kind of have that general idea of what it's going to taste like in my head yeah i don't really use recipes so i just sort of make it up and it is what it is at that point <laughs> Every, so, every single time, yeah. Really? So you just, you just I get an idea, think of it, try it, and then that's sort of good to go? Yeah, most of the time when I've made, like, most sauces or anything, I've never always... People always think it's really consistent, but I kind of... I'm not always consistent, really. Like, sort of, like, memory and feel and touch and taste. But so, um, it doesn't take me very long to make up a new thing, I guess. Maybe... I think I've kind of done as much as I can of, like, creativity and now i need to really th think outside the box to make do burgers like i've done you know so many different styles how many different ones have you made like different features would you say i've probably 15 or 20 which doesn't seem like a lot um a lot's have been brought back yeah like the chicken parmesan i know the I've one i want about six times the i the one, I one want you want it still only happened once right it has only happened once yeah and and i should bring it back first for anybody listening it's the red thai curry pulled pork burger yeah Pineapple salsa, sweet chili lime coleslaw. And so lately, it seems like you've been on a bit of a tear looking for breakfast sandwiches around the city. Yeah. Is that, that's been a thing, right? A little um, bit always. of a search? I'm a foodie too, right? I want yeah. good food always. So Yeah. Yeah, no, I like breakfast and um, especially you can't really sit down in a lot of places now anymore. I usually go for a Benny as sort of my go-to, but I do appreciate getting breakfast sandwich. Yeah, because like, what places have you gone to recently and been trying to trying those? I mean, there's Ruth and Dean, obviously. Yeah, Ruth and Dean has like been a big one since I tried it downtown, and then I really like Marta Cafe. I, I'm kind of addicted to that one. I've probably had it at least ten times since really? COVID. Yeah. Since only since COVID, you've added that much. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not joking. Yeah, because they they have like a is is it a tomato? It's like a t bacon smoked jam or tomato. Something? Yeah, jam. I guess you'd call it. Yeah, it's not sweet, but it's like little smoke paprika and stuff it's deadly it. so good they sell it by the jar too oh do they yeah i was talking about it last time i was there and they said oh well, yeah every staff member has a jar in their fridge because I, I think my my memory of that one is the burger itself or the breakfast sandwich it, it's it's a little bit smaller than a lot of the other ones but the flavor profile and it may have just been the time i had it but the flavor profile was way more right it, it could have been yeah i know when i got it a few weeks ago um Nikita is one of the owners. Yeah. She said that they used to make the buns. And that might have been even when you tried it. I tried it right at the beginning. Yeah. When they first opened. And they couldn't really keep up with that. So they do source their buns from somewhere. So I don't know. They're they're a burger size. Okay. Yeah. I just it it was shocking to me when I had it. I was good I, with bacon too, every time. Oh yeah, I have to. Yeah. Yeah. Um when I have it though, when when I had it, I was like, How how is there this much flavor in this thing that i'm having it's ridiculous I, I don't know how they do it the cheese is so good and then it's qualicum cheese okay yeah 
the bacon the the bacon at um the morning people food company mm -hmm. like the on that breakfast sandwich it's like a must yeah that one's good too yeah you got to get bacon on that yeah that bacon from uh from Fort, floyd's place meat dog like that that bacon is a whole nother thing is it what's it where's it from it's from uh from the um island meat and seafood okay yeah, yeah that meat dog's place right okay yeah and uh all the all their stuff comes from i believe from floyd's okay that they use all the proteins huh. but i think they're the only people using his stuff in a restaurant huh. i think yeah and so as far as other places around the city because you i mean i i always talk to you about different places mm -hmm. where have you eaten since covid other spots uh not really inside i guess i haven't eaten anywhere inside yeah um i we kind of have our standards which is me and my wife are go to the things we love the most repeatedly <laughs> i go to bon sushi probably once or twice a week and okay. the okay one yeah yeah a little secret hidden gem that is already busy enough like people wait there for an hour no problem do you ever go to the candy store across the street it's gone what they closed oh really like like uh, probably six months or so ago oh okay i'd love that candy store <laughs> Well, I used to go there and get the flake bars. Yeah. Like the, the Cadbury, I think. Yeah. Cadbury flake bars. You got bonbons or whatever in there. Yeah. 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 My waist size shows it. But um, yeah, no, they closed. I heard it was on the radio, actually, of all things. I heard that they moved to Victoria like 13 years ago and opened that store. And they had never really traveled anywhere on the island. They hadn't even been to like um, like Powell River or anything. Not Powell River. Port Renfrew. Like not even oh. that far. Okay. They've never gone anywhere because they'd just been running the store. So they wanted to travel. Well, good for them. So, yeah, that's what I said. Like, I mean, and it, good and luck. If they picked a, if they did it on their own accord and they closed down six yeah, months they ago, did, yeah. they picked a really good time to do it because they're avoiding all of what's going on now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They beat the rush. <laughs> and so, what other what other places have you have you been checking out? I, I've gone to Salt and Pepper Fox actually since they've been open again. Okay, I really like Liam's stuff for sure. Yeah, I've never actually eaten there. I highly recommend it for sure. He. Yeah, he, his breakfast sandwiches are also to die for. Do they do the bread in-house? He makes his own little English muffins, which I think is the same as the sandwich ciabattas. Okay. I'm not sure on that, but um, yeah, they're all homemade. I know he never used to, but same thing. He decided it's only better to make them homemade. The sausage is homemade on there. Uh, really, really good. But the, for the tuna, tuna soba noodle salad, if you can get one of those in time, that's the thing to eat. If you like, yeah it's like really i don't know what to do. like oh it's so good okay i'm in love with that salad okay and i i'm i'm really wanting to go try hanks yes one of those one of the burgers they're doing yes <laughs> those things look insane they are insane everything they do is insane you, you had one of the burgers didn't you i had the pastrami sandwich it was literally just it was bun sauce and one a half a pound of pastrami oh Okay. It, it was I'm, crazy. Yeah. What was that experience like? Uh, I ate it on the street. <laughs> you weren't allowed inside and it wasn't going very far. So I ate it on the side of the road and uh, it was amazing. Yeah. It was very good as always. Everything they do is good. Yeah. Yeah. Hanks, I, I do want to go. I'm probably going to nowhere in the next week or two. Normally they're a little bit more refined in their dining. Well, not really refined, but you know, doing like fancier dishes. But right now it seems like, yeah, they're making crazy sandwiches and burgers. And yeah. Well, just I think that their space is so small. It is. There's no way you could have people go in there really. Impossible. There's there's just no way. No. I mean, when you look at you, you saw, can't even be six feet from the kitchen. Did you see what they did in nowhere? Yes. Uh, so for people that didn't see that, they sort of um, 
sectioned off the kitchen with a nice wall. I don't know how to even des- to describe that with some windows, I think. Yeah, it seems like there's a clear glass of yeah. wall of some sort. And then they have uh, big wooden, it looks like, big wooden um, walls in between the different booths. Because there's not that many booths in there. There's only like four. And the way they did it, it, just, it looks very like almost artistic. Like yeah. The space is cool. The transformation they did. I saw the Instagram pictures and that was about it. But I've only, yeah, because there's only like three, four booths in Yeah, I think there's you. four. Yeah. I sat, I've only been there once and I sat at the bar. So, okay, I've done the bar once and I sat in one of the booths. Yeah, I like to be at the bar. I like to watch the show. <laughs> you like to watch and see what they're doing? Yeah, totally. Because Laura in there, she does a really good job. <laughs> She's amazing. Yeah. I can't believe what she does. Yeah, you just like, and the thing about her when I was in there is she's just carrying on, on a conversation, yeah. but she's like whipping out all this food like that is like, if I try to do it, it would be horrific. And I, and I, I would just be focusing on what I'm doing. Yeah. No, it, it, it takes a different mindset for sure. They, uh, that's sort of a chef's mind in a way, but it's, it's amazing what they put out, pull out of there at both restaurants so casually because they're so busy, but like, like no stress. Yeah, they seem very relaxed. I, I see no stress in their faces at all. Yeah. They love what they're doing. Well, I think that with, it, it seems to me, I want to, I would love to get Clark on here and talk to him. Oh, yeah. But uh, just like the, the sourcing of ingredients. You <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess he's busy with his kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the sourcing of ingredients and the amount of time that must take to find all the stuff that they get, it's, I don't even know how you would do that. Like, it seems insane. I, it's mind boggling how creative they are. Yeah. That's that's what I noticed the most. How they come up with all that stuff every day, sometimes. Because Clark comes into the comes to the hive. Yeah, yeah, he's a customer. Right. Yeah, he used to come to the bakery all the time. That's when I first noticed him. I'm like, I'd be in the back and I could always see everybody come in. I see every single customer. Yeah, I'd be like, there's Clark. Like I know that guy. That's the guy who runs Hanks. Dude, going back to the cottage, I love the uh, the the cheese bread. Yeah. That they do down there. They started that. Yeah, they never did that for a long time. They only started that about a year ago. Really? Yeah, it was like uh, they had another bread. I don't remember what it was now, but anyway, they had another bread that that wasn't selling as well. Oh, I think it was a raisin one, raisin walnut or something, and they didn't sell as well, so they sort of switched it up and made that one. Do you ever think that there could be a, a an opportunity to do t- some type of feature because they're making all these breads and all this stuff? Like make like maybe a feature at the hive on some other type of thing other than the bun. Yeah, just gotta convince her to do it. We can do that. And we can do it. <laughs> yeah, like have one with like like cheese bread and then stuff something in between that. Yeah, we could probably do something like that. That would be amazing. Yeah, I've always wanted to do make my own pita of some sort too, and do like doner falafel wraps and things like that. Oh, too. please do that. But again, I want to home make it. Yeah, they need to do it, and they're so busy as well. Yeah, it's it's. We're, we're such a small, like, staff. That I don't think people will really realize. Because, like, right now, so there's you, Rory, Malia. And Malia is doing the front of dinner. And is that, that's it. between the two places, is that it? And Malia and Katie are the only ones at the bakery right now. Okay. Oh, they do have Madeline. She's coming in baking a few days a week or something. Okay, so essentially there's five people. But there's no front staff. Yeah, they're, she, she's there all day long. Really? Doing, 12, 14 hour days. Wow. Yeah, the amount of dedication with, with COVID and, and just making things just work. I just, I can't imagine the amount of pressure and, and what that must feel like as a business owner. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm glad that she did make it work. Uh, like, you know, who, who knows what could have happened. Yeah. 
for how long we were closed and stuff. It's not easy to close for six weeks for anyone. Yeah. And yeah, I guess it never crossed your mind once. So. That's amazing. I mean, they're, they're dedicated to keep it up. It's been open for seven years at the bakery. And there is quite a following, it. right? Uh, yeah. And there could be even more. She's got to get on social media. Actually, that, that is true. The, the cottage Instagram account is not, has not been updated it's not in like existent. two years. Well, Lydia is the last person who did it. I, okay. And anybody who goes to the cottage would know who Lydia is. But she left back to Australia like two years ago, probably. Yeah, the last picture, I think, is a picture of like some pasta salad or something. macaroni salad, yeah. 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 Yeah, and that's from like... So every time I tag the account on Instagram and they, they go up a bunch of followers, I'm like, I wish there was new content so yeah. people would drive in, you know? She doesn't know how to really do it very well. That's she okay. needs a staff member to kind of take over. Yeah. It was the same with the Hive. Like, it, yeah, okay. No so, one was really doing it. And then I had to take over and do it. Because I think the first time I met you, I think you had reached out on Instagram. Yeah. And you just said, kind of said, hey, we're opening up. Do you want to come in? Yeah. I think, I think that's you when did, I first, right? yeah. When I first, we first opened up, I think I kind of messaged you and I, I was like, because I kind of knew who you guys were and stuff. And then, yeah, eventually about six months after that, after I took over the Instagram, then it, then we finally came and we reached out again yeah okay because yeah. i just i i just i think my my big addiction at the start was the chicken cornflake burger yeah and then now I, i'm on board with you with the sweet and sour pork burger yeah i think it's the best one <laughs> just that like I, all I, good. i've recently brought my dad a couple burgers and he, he keeps wanting this uh, an old-fashioned burger mm-hmm. which i don't even know what that is He's, i get lots of those requests so you know what an old-fashioned burger is? A normal burger, a regular burger. I get lateral a lot. Yeah, yeah and and so, but I, I I brought him one, and then I brought him the sweet and sour uh, pork burger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was just like he didn't even want to talk when he was eating. The dog was sitting on his lap, like basically in his face, and he was like happier than anybody. It's sort of like an umami overload in a way. So, like, there's a lot going on there. Yeah, there's a ton. Yeah, but then when you when you mix in the fries as well, or if you get onion rings, which I probably shouldn't mention those, <laughs> but, and the gravy. Yeah. The gravy is really good too. Yeah. Like, are you, what are you doing with the gravy? Is there anything special in there? Just make chicken stock. Okay. Anyway, it's homemade. Roast our own bones. and Standard. There's rosemary in it, which is, I don't know if it's very original, but I put that in there. And so what have you been doing? Like when COVID, when you had some time off, what were you focusing on? What were you doing? I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I, oh, actually, on Instagram, you were making meals every day, right? I did. Yeah, I did cook a lot at home, which was nice. Yeah. I got to be creative then. Made some bread. Amy gave me some um, yeast. I yeah. couldn't find yeast anywhere, of course. Yeah. Went non-existent like toilet paper and then made focaccia for the first time a couple of times. How did that turn out? Good. Did you do sourdough? No. Everybody I, seemed to be doing sourdough. I'm not even... It's probably not my go-to bread, so... Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I figured, like, I don't know how to cook anything, basically. Mm-hmm. My palate is horrible. I don't really know anything about food, like, as far as making it and, and all that kind of stuff. I thought during COVID, because I'd have more time, mm-hmm. if I was ever going to learn to cook, it would be during that time, and I somehow still managed to not learn how to cook. Yeah. We, we, I think we all had plans of what we wanted to do. Yeah. I was going to lose weight and get in shape, but look at me now. <laughs> yeah the, the actually the whole gym situation is a mess for a lot of people yeah. i think because like i haven't i haven't exercised in so long probably ate more than anything but um 
Yeah, but it was fun to cook at home, at least, to be creative. Everyone, they they said I should start a cooking show. Why not? I don't know, maybe. With all, the, with all that extra time, right? There was a, when I was unsure of the situation and what was going to happen with the restaurant, I thought maybe this could be my new thing. Maybe really? I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah? Yeah. But then... Well, now I'm back to work. Things are back to normal. <laughs> things are... I'm needed. Yeah. Yeah, the... Got the there's a, such a response and like following now and like that's just what people say and how much they like it every day that it as hard as it is it makes it more and more worth it every time do you have people that come by like what's what's like the most frequent person you see how often do they come oh i don't know there's definitely like weekly for sure okay there's like certain people on certain days at certain times Oh, Sometimes. so somebody, so you know, 6 p.m. on Thursday, so-and-so is coming. Oh, yeah, Mary, Mary calls at 4.30 on Friday, like, every week. Okay. Yeah. And does she order the same thing every time? Uh, two burgers of some sort and a kale salad. Oh, every so time. she keeps you on your toes so, like, on some level. Every time. Okay. She comes nice and early. She knows when it's busy. Yeah. Gets, beats the rush. Are you, are you still selling out? Uh, some things, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Because I know that when you, like, when you first opened there, like, you were just basically... Completely blowing out of everything, right? Yeah, the first four days we sold out of everything. And then, you know, kind of adjust things a bit. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, very busy. And I think you guys are lucky that out the out the side or out, outside your place, there is a lot of different space for when people are waiting for food. They, there is a lot of space that people can keep separated. Yeah. yeah and, they, you can kind of go to both sides of the buildings, the patios there. Yeah. Helps. Yeah, I'm hopeful at some point when things sort of get back to normal that that patio area, like there's some seating that can be transformed there or something. Yeah, it's going to be less for sure. It depends if they keep the regulations the way they are. Yeah. Right now. I can't like, there's all sorts of rules. You, No one can sit at the table twice, of course, without it being completely sanitized. Oh, of course. Um, I, I'm not allowed to touch anyone's garbage. I can't clear the tables. I can't even touch the garbage can. Oh, so that that would leave you kind of if somebody just leaves their garbage there. How do you deal with it? I don't know. You can't. Okay. And because we just don't have the hands, it's like we just sort of left it right now. It's not going to happen at this point. Was there ever a plan before COVID though to to make that sort of that patio area sort of covered? I don't know if you've seen it lately. Transform it. Um, I haven't seen it. They put lights over top. There's like lights that go back and forth. Oh, I haven't seen that. It's not covered, but it looks really nice. Okay. Um, Well. It's all Dutton's, the landlord, who sort of helped us with that, and um, they're gonna, they want to cover it eventually. And is the is the uh, the the little mart thing in between in the middle there, between the hive and cottage? Mm-hmm. Is that the same landlord? No. Oh, different. Yeah, as far as, I'm not really sure, but it's not the same landlord. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that'd be amazing somehow if that space could get taken over and turned into something. <laughs> that building needs a lot of work, and yeah. there's tenants upstairs as well. There's oh, okay. Living people that actually live up there. So, yeah. So that makes it a bit more tricky. Yeah. Yeah. And so, if you look at this year versus last, like last year or the year before, or whatever, with the Moss Street Market, mm-hmm. do you still get a lot of people coming from the market like on Saturday mornings? Yeah. To the Hive? Oh, yeah. Has, it, has there been a, a change in that way? Saturday seems to be the day where I get everyone that hasn't been there before. Oh, really? Lots of new people. Okay. And I think it's because they're coming to the markets and stuff like that yep. from all over the city. And they, what's this place? I haven't seen it before. It stands out. It's bright blue. Yeah, the blue the blue color. <laughs> like, what is this? Yep. Now that we got the logo and stuff, too. 
dude is there anything else you got going on yeah not not a lot i'm working lots of obviously been fun that's awesome okay yeah. i guess we'll leave it here and uh i'll see you guys singing soon cool bye thanks <laughs>